Hello everyone and welcome to Nano Community Tech, a uniting voice for tech enthusiasts everywhere. My name is Sandeep Johal. In this episode, I speak to Patrick Manley, the CEO and founder of Circle, whose mission it is to provide a hassle-free reusable coffee cup service. We talk about how this initiative reduces single-use disposable cups, the simple technology behind cup tracking, and how honest his customers really are in returning the cups. You'll be surprised. You can tell from Patrick's passion, he holds the coffee cup drinking experience close to his heart while giving all of us an opportunity to do our part for the environment. Hi, Patrick, and welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you on the show. Let's start with a few introductions. So tell us a little bit more about what Circle does. Uh, thank you, Sadie. It's great to be here. Um, well, Circle is a company that's focused on getting reusable cups into office spaces. A couple of years ago, I did some research into uh, why people were using so much disposable cups in these spaces. And I identified that there was a bit of an opportunity to improve the experience we have as coffee drinkers um, by introducing like a, a closed loop return system using reusable cups. And the result of that over this last couple of years has been um, the creation of Circle. And we're now live with one of our first customers in Sydney. Um, and yeah, so far, so good. We've got a, we've got a lot to learn and to, I guess, talk about. I've had uh, a bit of research in the lead up to this episode, and I saw from a couple of articles that Australians throw away 1 billion single-use cups per year. We are technically throwing away 2.7 billion coffee cups a single day. That's staggering. Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable, and there's not there's no method that any of us can really comprehend of what that scale looks like. But it's it's a really truly systematic problem. And when I started to do the research into this and look at some of the uh, outcomes of that, is what worried me the most because it's not that you know that amount of waste piles up in landfill like that happens in quite a lot of things but when you consider that these cups come from trees because they're virgin paper um, and they're transported from china and other countries on big shipping containers and we use them as our research found for literally under half an hour and within 50 meters of where we bought them from um, and they go in the bin it just makes zero sense for that to be a system in our today's world and so yeah, the, uh, the the numbers are staggering, and I think the the sort of system that's set up that produces that uh, disposability of those cups is also also very detrimental to us. What's really heartbreaking is that these cups are not easily recyclable because of the plastic layer lining that they have, and that just means that there's only one fate, and it's just not doing any good for our planet. So I think. From that respect, <clears throat> Circle's mission is very much aligned, as I, as I can tell, to making our planet a better place. <laughs> I hope so. But I, I mean, you raise a good point about the, the recycling. Most people don't know that what part of the disposable cup is and isn't recyclable. So they've got a plastic liner inside of the cup, the paper cup body, which means they can't that, that cup bit can't go in the recycling. The lid is made out of... Um, most of them is made out of plastic that can get in recycling. But as you can imagine, just those two different bits 
and the messaging that's on these cups causes widespread confusion. So when we survey these buildings to find out and, and look through their current waste streams to see where these cups are ending up, they, they, they end up, vast majority of them do end up in, um, in the general waste, but a lot of them also end up in the recycling and they're the major source of contamination in these office building recycling streams. So it causes a, a downstream nightmare for people to sort out. Now, Circle uh, positions itself as a hassle-free reusable cup service. So tell us a little bit more about how that works from a user's perspective. Obviously, uh, there's a focus on coffee. As a coffee drinker myself, I can definitely relate that this is more than just a a beverage, it is a lot, uh, a lot of my days, I guess, emotional pickup, if you must, in some instances, and also just a lifestyle. So, so tell me a little bit more about how Circle's making that better. Yeah, well, the Circle system works by when you're going into your office building at the start of the day or any time of the day, and you get a coffee from one of the, the cafes that's immediately adjoining that office building or in that precinct, Instead of needing to have a disposable cup, if you've forgotten your reusable one, you can pick up a circle cup. Um, and a circle cup is a beautifully designed stainless steel uh, cup that offers a really good uh, coffee drinking experience. And you get your coffee in this cup um, free of charge, free of subscription or anything like that at the cafe, just like you would a normal um, takeaway cup. And when you, you take that coffee away, you drink it, um, normally up in your office, but it can be distilled down in the cafe. And then when you finish with that cup, you place it into one of our deposit containers. And so we have spent a lot of time trying to replicate that experience that you get out of a disposable cup in terms of its convenience, but add on the benefit that you can get out of a reusable cup. And by the benefit of a reusable cup, I mean keeping the coffee warmer for longer, not altering the taste through that plastic lining that you mentioned earlier that does impact the coffee. Um, and yeah, just having a nice, beautiful cup to hold um, makes a real difference. A lot of our feedback that we've got from our early users have said that it's uh, really changed their coffee drinking experience. And I think that's something that we weren't initially expecting, but makes a lot of sense now. And is a really, really exciting part of the circle journey that we're starting to, to see. In other words, I'm, what I'm picking up is this is more like having the uh, coffee drinking experience at home. Uh, except in the office. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit more about um, how that process of once you finished consuming the coffee, obviously when you said free of charge, you didn't, um, the coffee still costs. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that good. Although if you were one of our early adopters, we did out offer out some free coffees and uh, yeah, they were taken up by some. I think they got the best deal that anyone will ever get out of. So. <laughs> well, okay. We'll have to be on the lookout for that. But so, so purchase the coffee. We've got, we've got a stainless steel um, mug and, and now we're enjoying our coffee and we're, we're uh, in our office uh, space building. We're far we're away from the, from our, from the cafe. And, I've finished the coffee. What happens next? Well, in the um, office that you work in, we'll install these um, deposit containers, which we call drop pods. And we've um, basically repurposed a smart uh, office bin with one of our um, partners. And in that bin, we've put um, a method for collecting those cups really effectively, which is a set of tubes. And you just drop it into one of those tubes. 
Um, and it's pretty intuitive. We've um, we've had very little little challenge with that. And so it's basically just coming back to that user experience. We just want to make it as easy as possible for you just to return that cup. And so it, these bins stand out like nothing. They're bright blue like the cup. You know, it's really obvious where they go. But the building managers also like them because they look smart and they look like they should be in an office. Um, so, yeah, you put it into that uh, that drop pod. And then at the end of the day, uh, the our cleaning partners come in and collect uh, the cups out of that drop pod, they're taken down to our partner cafe where they're put for an industrial dishwasher, which um, fully sanitizes them, which is obviously more important than ever at the moment. And then those cups are returned back to the participating cafes. And I think just in light of COVID as well, and the sort of um, the apprehension we have around some re- using reusable cups, why our system is works with COVID is those cups are handled by not any more people than would otherwise handle a disposable cup in making your coffee. They're not handled by members of the public, for instance, before you have your coffee. So it's, um, you know, the, the, and also the time between them being sanitized is and sitting, waiting for you to use them is never more than a day. So they, they've got very little opportunity. They're, they're very clean. and They, um, yeah, it works well with COVID. We were forced to design around the, the extremely heightened um, uh, conditions of COVID. So uh, that's very reassuring because that would have been my next question around the actual uh, you know, perception of a reusable cup during these, what, you know, are dif- what are difficult times. And of course, uh, a lot of people who want to, or who want to do the right thing by using their own reusable cups um, are not able to because of some cafe policies and so on. So yeah. I think in a lot of ways, this is the circle actually can step in and go, well, you don't need to be, feel guilty about using disposable cups. Here's a cup that's been sanitized. It's not been sitting in the cafe for longer than a day. You can confidently you consume your coffee, drop it off in this box that then goes through a process of cleaning. Is the, is the cleaning part also something that your co- uh, company does? Yeah, well, we do that through partnering up. So Circle works through a network of partnerships and they, they've got sort of different properties in their relationship. But of course, we can't um, do everything all at once. We need, ex- we need to use existing infrastructure and existing services that are within these, these precincts. And so, yeah, we work by partnering up with these buildings and these interesting parties, of which there is many. You know, what's fantastic about this um, the development of Circle is just how amazing the interest is in these parties around doing something that is generally circular. And one of the things you see from research in all other parts of the circular economy is it relies on partnerships because in a linear model, yes, you just control and do one thing really well, and then you don't have to worry about it after that. But in the circular model, you've got to worry about your product and your service for each of those steps. And you need people who are good at doing each of those steps to step in and, and help you with it. Um, and so circles, as much of it is a, a service that comes out to these buildings, it's also a, a movement to partner up with these existing um, organizations that are there in these certain uh, um, places to solve these problems. That's very clever and efficient. Also, I think there are a lot of smarts put into the actual uh, drop box, as you call them, or drop points. Uh, could you explain a little more about the technology that you use in there? Yeah, well, I mean, this is um, a testament to some of the very smart people I've got on my team, but we, 
were able to um, design this drop pod container using a specifically designed shape that allowed these cups to slot really nicely and using air resistance um, to drop them into the container so they didn't bang around and they stacked perfectly, which I know sounds really simple um, and it might not be the, the, the electronic type of technology I think of, but it's one of the really key things that we we worked on really hard to test and modify for. Um, the other thing that we're looking into our future of these drop containers is it's really important for us to know when and where these cups have been returned. And so we're looking at applying sensors into these, um, these drop pods, which is nothing new. There's, there's this, this technology is already out there and ready to be used. Um, but where it's going to be a big benefit to us in the circle system is the effective management of collecting those cups. So we're not wasting or using too much of the cleaner's time in that building um, so that they only go and service the ones that generally need servicing. Now, a, a curious thing that just occurred to me is how likely are people to drop the cups, these beautiful stainless steel cups that they've just consumed their beverages from, how likely are people to drop these off back at those drop pods? Uh, good question. Well, we, I mean, so where, where Circle is as a company at the moment is that we ran, we've um, done our first launch at a big office building in Sydney. Um, we've launched into the headquarters of a, one of the leading office management companies as a, as a sort of test case for this. They we, and what we've found over the course of three months is a loss rate in our cups. Bear in mind that they are free and you don't have a subscription with them. So they're not tagged to you personally. We've lost under 1% of the time they were used. So we've lost, I think the last count of our loss was about 11 cups. And we've had 1,600 uses of it. Are they lost or are they just not returned yet? Well, that's a good point. I like to think <laughs> that they're on holiday. <laughs> These cups are very good for drinking gin and tonics out of. I shouldn't say this to, to, to encourage that sort of behavior. But yeah, they, they've, they're ones that aren't notable in our network at the moment. And so they're probably being used by someone somewhere else or sitting in someone's locker. I mean, we did have data points where cups went missing for a period. I think one of them was up to 10 days and then came back into the network. Of course, with people going uh you know working a bit in the office and then going home and things um there is a chance that can happen but they are the cups are designed so that they're actually a little bit difficult to take home we don't serve the coffees routinely with a lid and that's this is quite an interesting part of the the experience and something that we found through this trial is that most people don't um actually need lids with their coffees because their cups are quite um quite big and so when the when the coffee comes into the the cup we we've still got a good lid space or a, a lip space on it and so and the cup's very sturdy so you don't need the lid to hold the integrity of the cup together um and so a lot of people actually just prefer to drink their coffee without a lid which is which is really interesting um yeah and why, why why that's important for these cups not going missing is that you'd have to make a very conscious effort to take that cup home because you'd have to probably wash that cup before you put it in your bag and the cups are also designed with this bright blue branding you know it's just a beautiful pantone color that we just like love and all our customers say it's great as well and so you, you're singing from the streets if you walk home with one of these cups um held out and of course then there's the branding on it that you know tries to educate people about the circular economy and so you know we they know that 
this is a part of a circular solution. So if you, if you remove one of those assets from the circular system, it's no longer doing that job that it was designed to do, which is to reduce the disposable cups that are going to landfill. I've got a couple of questions. One, um, you talked about cups coming back into the network. So you're not just simply going, well, we gave up 10 cups. You are specifically aware of each cup's uh, unique identity. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. And how, how are you keeping track of that? Well, we've, um, we use QR codes uh, on the bottom of the cup and, and it's just such a fantastically simple piece of technology. And then they are scanned at the moment through when they come back in into the return and also when they're allocated out to cafes. Um, and we're busy testing out the different ways that we can do that tracking through minimal um, impact to the users. Um, and yeah, in the future, I can see that being <clears throat> nailed down to a really effective process of knowing where the cup is through that different different stages for use of QRs. There's other avenues of technology in this. Um, that, and also, you know, Circle's not completely unique in looking at this problem. There's some other companies worldwide that have looked at this and um, designed slightly different solutions to them. Um, there's there's a one in the UK, for instance, which is looking at the RFID technology. And, and RFID offers some really unique benefits because it allows you then to just monitor that without having to actually actively scan it. You know, you set up these beacons and you can detect it. So really good use case for that is in our drop containers. We could then actually detect the unique cup coming into it. And at the cafe, you could detect the unique cup moving. So we're um, yeah, we're, we're actively seeking partnerships at the moment with a few leading universities to look at how we could incorporate that level of technology into, into our system. But for, for the implementations that we're doing now with our customers, the, um, the QR codes work brilliantly. Um, and they also allow the user to um, look up more information. As we know, we've all been trained on the use of QR codes in the last few months for signing into everything, especially cafes. Um, so it allows the users to, to access more information. And, um, and we found that's been awesome because we've got people that have, have seen the cup and shown it to their friends and their family. And we're getting requests as a result of them scanning that QR code, looking at our website and saying, hey, how does this all work? What can I, how can I get this in my office space? Because it's exactly what I need. Circulation back into the circular economy. Um, and I think that that in its own right, that education piece is so powerful that as an individual, you're not thinking, well, how can I add an asset to my uh, coffee cup collection? Instead, how can I, I'm actually contributing to the greater good by yeah. following, following the circle process. The trust system with no subscription makes the most sense. And I think it's working on people's good intentions. And uh, by the way, things are going 99% are giving you all the correct uh, feedback so far. Yeah, the, the trust factor in this is so fascinating. And we've looked at this uh, um, in reasonable detail, actually, with this trial and alongside a couple of university collaborators to try and understand, because we need to understand the variables and the factors that drive trust in these systems. Because I, I think you hit on a really good point, which is we're going to see these circular systems pop up for all sorts of things within our lives. Um, because we can't own everything that we need to or we want to have. It doesn't make sense to have a different type of coffee cup for every single place that you're going to be in. You're much better off um, leasing the asset. And if you can lease it for free, 
<laughs> which is what we do, then it's even better. Understanding what drives people's adoption into the behavior, the trusted behavior you want to see is, is so important for us. And we've done some really interesting surveying in this space to understand what is likely to contribute to those factors around people's people's trust. And of course, some of them are, 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 are very um, obvious, like just quite simply communicating the system and making it fully available to people. So that availability is just so key, that convenience of you being able to just do the normal action you'd normally do with a disposable cup, but have a reusable and always have that service available to you. you know, it's available at the cafe and it's available for you to return that cup at the drop pod in the office. You no questions asked. Like we can't, that, that's fundamental. You know, it, that's super important. Um, and then going back to those things we mentioned earlier around it just being a little bit inconvenient for people to take a cup because it's inconvenient for you to put it into your bag, wash it, take it home. Inconvenient for you to walk out the door holding it where everybody can judge you. You're not just... Not going to do. I think that I think really resonates with my personal view on, on, I guess, asset ownership is exactly that. You can't own and to a large extent, the likes of Uber um, and, um, you know, a couple of other services out there that actually have you, you know, make you think differently about those assets that once upon a time were desirable. Mm. For ownership, this is it is taking a lot of the um, the the uh, burden of ownership out of the equation. So I think there is yes. that, that larger concept here that I think technologically you're you're solving your processes are solving this, and of course um, the message on each one of your cups is a contributing factor to the kind of person carrying that cup. So if I drop it off at the uh, drop off point at the drop pods. I'm making a difference, whereas if I don't, then I'm not. And I and I think that yes. that's that's a really powerful message, and I think that that continues to to resonate really well with me. I guess my question was around how do you um, use technology in the back end, and I'll be very keen to understand to to make this whole operation work, because it seems to me that um, as your operations, well, you're you're already. Um, handling four-figure uh, cu- uh, cups at this point, over a thousand cups at least. You know, how are you making it all happen? <laughs> well, we've got a fantastic um, partnership with one of the cafes that is in this building um, that runs the operations based on our our system, our sort of system of processes that we've set up uh, in in collaboration with them, um, and they are able to coordinate um, a lot of this. But it's actually quite simple because the once you've got those cups that have come out of the building um, down at a central place to be collected, they when they open up their cafe in the morning, they're very busy at the front serving coffee. They're not very busy in the kitchen because they, they're, you know, there's a, the full load of work hasn't started. And so there's a perfect time for them to go and, to go and wash those, sanitize those cups. And then after the main service of coffee has happened, you'll be very familiar with this in the office. It's kind of like a, you know, it's a huge peak, eight, nine o'clock. It's just mental because everybody needs caffeine before they can dare even think about opening their work laptop. And then after that, it settles down a bit. And then there's another peak a bit later. And then there's a sort of point where they're able to really, 
effectively, um, you know, use, use some very basic but powerful scanning technology to, to work out where all the cups are, allocate them out to the cafes, and then take those new lot of cups out to these, these cafes. And of course, the cafes in the network, are, they're all within 50 meters of this building, because that was one of the things that was really, really powerful from our research is that when we looked at where these disposable cups in the building were actually coming from, they come from four cafes that are around the outside. They're in, you know, literally in or just next to the building. And so it all works through that, um, you know, central cafe that's driving a lot of the operations and then these participating cafes, which are contributing to the solution by um, serving those customers that are going to that building, the, the coffee and circle cups, as opposed to um, the disposable ones. Are you managing this from a central sort of dashboard or do you have this, <laughs> I imagine that you have this, this layer with massive screens in a control center. <laughs> well, like a superhero. You might think I would. I mean, I've spent 10 years working in data analytics um, as, a, as a consultant, so I'm familiar with this well, but I've got it down to the piece, the small pieces of information I need to, to be certain that it's working well. Um, yeah, we, we've done a lot of work future proofing and looking to scale this system and this way of processes to other other places i mean i think so much of our data that's really important to us is the data that's captured on the ground uh, qualitatively through the customers at the cafes like that's really our main collection point where we know if this is working or not the the back end stuff which manages the the allocation of cups to cafes and all that stuff that that's all you know it's all good, but we, we, we always have to make sure that we're responding to the, the information on the ground at these, these cafes, which is why having this leading partnership cafe down at our first site is so fundamental to our, to our operations down there. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, and I think that uh, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I can see that there are many improvements that you're putting together. Maybe give us a little bit of an idea of the kind of awesome technology you're thinking of. <laughs> to improve the uh, the cup experience or 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 even the uh, the management of this operation there's two places two areas like one is in the hardware the physical aspects of this experience and the other is then in the in the software so on the hardware what we're looking at with the with the cup itself so yeah we're trying to build um you know the hardest reusable cup that can withstand the pressures of the system that we're putting it in um, and, that, and that's a reusable cup that we want to be able to last five to 10 years in reusable system and deliver that environmental benefit that we know is possible. So we've been working with our suppliers on, on um, getting one of the best designed stainless steel cups that's out there on the market. It's really a fantastic uh, reusable cup, like all the users love it. And we're then also working with another partner to look at how we put that branding onto the cup that's generally sustainable in the sense that it can last five years on the side of a cup that's being moved around. It's being knocked about in a cafe environment. It's being washed once a day. And so we, we're starting to call it the Rolls Royce of the, the reusable cup, because if we've got those two things nailed down, then we've got a cup that's going to last for years and look fantastic. Um, and so um, I won't diverge too much of our, our, uh, our knowledge in this space, but it's essentially using technology that's used in environments like uh, on the printing you might do on an aeroplane, for instance, or um, a car engine. So how we can utilize technologies out there for 
for branding in really, really high, uh, really crazy environments and put them onto a reusable coffee cup. It's quite funny, really, when you think about it. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Uh, and I was just thinking, yeah, you, you probably want that kind of um, robust printing and uh, materials used on the, in the cup. Yeah, yeah, five five years is not a short amount of time, and gosh, no. these, these cups would have been thrown around a bit uh, in those five years, given that yeah, they well, moved around every single day and washed every single day at least once. Yeah, well, to, I mean, to give you an idea of why we think this is possible, our our cup partnership, um, the guys there have used these cups. I mean, they've been running for a few years, for over five years, I think, and they've. They they've got cups that have been in various networks and through various uses um, in the in the stainless steel form and they've survived really well and they still use them today. So it's um it's a really good material in that point of view. Our our challenge is that because of the systems we're setting up and because of the need for our branding, because it influences that user behavior, that trust we talked about before, we need we need to really nail down the um the way we print onto this side of these cups. I think also as a consumer, I would imagine that if I got a reusable cup that did that looked like it had been through, you know, hell and back, yeah. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be drawn to drinking out of that. If if you know no. what I mean, I'm 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 I I will have way more confidence if it was a if if exactly what you said if it maintained its integrity and maintained the the printing on it and all of the other um, stuff that gives the user confidence. So I think that's uh, yeah, from a consumer perspective, that's on, that's an imperative and important, uh, really crucial part of the whole equation. <laughs> oh, it's essential. It's essential for our consumers. It's essential for our sponsors um, of, of Circle. It um, yeah, no, it, it's it's something that we will we will have to get right for it to work and. Um, you know, so far we've got a we've got a product on the market which is working really well, and we're we're experimenting with different adaptations to it. We're putting it through its paces in terms of testing, um, and we know we've got some we've got some uh, space to explore in that, which is pretty exciting. And another area of quite academic research as well for us, um, which is which is really cool. Patrick, um, you mentioned uh, software as well. Can you yeah, talk a little well, bit more about that. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, going back to that. The tracking question you're asking at the moment, I ha- we're looking, we're always open and looking for ways that we can improve the way the cups are tracked for our, for our system. <clears throat> and as we expand out to these other sites, it gets interesting because they've got different types of configuration. And, you know, it's not just as simple as one building, you know, a couple of cafes. Sometimes you've got several buildings, several different configuration cafes and, and tracking where those cups are through that system and doing it in a way that doesn't, that makes the operations as simple as possible is um, a really high priority for us. And so we do think that that um, RFID technology in the future is going to offer us some really cool benefits. And so there's a whole bunch of software that will be wrapped around that. Um, and also just in terms of looking to give our users the option, if they want it, of some kind of digital reward platform for when they do participate in circle because you mentioned earlier about that good feeling that you would get as a user you know returning the cup back um you know i I think we need to be rewarding these users and rewarding these sponsors for actually taking action on this and drop you know eliminating 
the use of disposables and, they, and we, we can prove that for our data and we want to be able to reward right back down to that individual to say, hey, Sandy, you, over the course of this year, uh, not preempting the amount of coffees you drink here, but have saved 350 cups, you know, from, from landfill. And that, I think that's a pretty important thing because when you add up what that 350 means, when we go back to that, those points we were talking about before around the fact that that's actually trees and that's actually sh- international shipping and that's actually waste. And, you know, it, it, it does make a real impact. So being able to tie that back to the, the end user is pretty cool. And then probably just the final area of tech before I really bore everybody to death, um, our drop pods, we think there's a fantastic use case for adding that technology in there. And so we're working with um, the cleaning teams actually in the buildings and university students to utilize the existing networks. Uh, so these are, you know, the internet and other networks that are used within the building to in real time report back how utilize these drop containers are because then we can optimize the collection of it in a really big way and then just to paint a picture of our future thinking to users as a course there'll be some robotics coming along at some point which helps us to further reduce that need for um, involving a lot of effort in the movement of these cups through the system Um, so we'll be able to make it more efficient and more cost effective for these buildings that do want to participate in the circus in the future yeah, the, look, I from my perspective, that sounds really uh, like the next stage already. Yeah. Um, we know that there's a lot of uh, Internet of Things technology out there. We know that there are sensors around, and I think this is the natural next step to optimize your your uh, processes. And now I'm starting to sound like a consultant, perhaps uh, <laughs> just bringing a little bit of my daily uh, drive into this. One thing that did stand out to me as you were talking about awarding, I was like, I was thinking about getting a free cup of coffee at the end of, say, I don't know, 20 returns or something like that. Very similar to the loyalty program that um, cafes already have. So, you know, I'm always thinking that's a great way to reward myself. <laughs> Look, I, I think that's, that's really uh, awesome. And I think it, I've learned a lot uh, about the circular economy and and really the association of circle and how uh, that name um, lends itself to actually doing better for the environment. Now, if there are others like me out there who want to start their journey in using circle, how can they, how can they find you? Oh, cool. Well, we've got, um, when we say like others, I guess there's two types of groups here. Like one is, well, maybe even three. So one is the uh, buildings that uh, that manage these big office space buildings and they live and deal with the problem of disposable cups. And um, we've been getting some awesome, you know, contacts from the uh, the market out here. And it made me really think that these building managers really do care about this problem and they, they know it because they it's very visible to them. They have to deal with all these disposable cups every day. Um, and so we've been, we are actively talking and seeking to different groups there that want to um, engage us and look at running similar projects to the one we've currently got down in Sydney in other places. For users, we we obviously want to know where different interested groups of users um, are. So users, I mean, you know, people like yourself that 
use an office building in the Sydney uh, in the city or several different office buildings and would love access to the service. They play a really important role in, I think, making those building managers and other people in their precinct aware of this, that this can happen. Um, and so, yes, they can they can get in touch with us and understand and learn uh, more about our about Circle. But also, I think the main thing they can do is make their their, their teams, their building managers, aware of it and know, let them know that they would like it because that that you know, building managers do things off the basis of what people in the buildings really want to to happen, as well as looking forward, like in the case of our first um, customer. And then finally, just the cafes. So one of the things that's just fascinating about the cafes and the one of my um, team members in Circle owns a cafe. And so we're really closely um, aligned and built up amazing understanding of the, the roles that cafes play in this. They're stuck in, I think, one of the hardest places in this because they depend on being able to sell coffee in the city at high volumes efficiently. And they depend on takeaway coffees. But they absolutely hate having to buy disposable cups and and they and they kind of get lumped with the problem of um as if it's like them that's causing the problem because they're buying all these disposable cups and giving it up to their customers they've actually they've got they've got choice because on their own it's just a cafe that has a load of takeaway customers they um yeah there's very difficult for them to to do anything about this and there is sort of movements out there by some of the cafes and some of the roasting companies and to try and like you know encourage people incentivize them towards the, uh, reusable cups but it we know those incentivizings they just they don't what really work i i've i've got off on a little tangent here but just to give you sort of an idea is it's been a very big campaign to offer um people 50 cents off their coffee when they use a reusable cup it's not really had much the impact outside of the in the city that you would expect in the suburb it's been great because people are in a different mindset in the suburbs in the city people are in a different mindset we are focused on getting to our nine o'clock meeting we are not focused on saving 50 cents at that particular point in time even though it might be a fair reward a lot of people a lot of people just don't see it it's been that valuable and so we really want to you know it's really the convenience that's going to drive um this so just coming back to the cafes they're really stuck around what to do and so our partnership model which we're developing is looking to um enable the cafes with that capability to to be part of this reusable system and the feedback that we've got from them the four cafes that we've got in the system at the moment at this one site has been really awesome because they get repeat return customers that come and seek them out because circle's there and they have conversations about uh, them about circle and it's been really cool and the the product that we have out that's the circle cup which as i was saying is designed by a, a one of our partners um in australia down in Melbourne, they spent years researching what's needed for a cup in a cafe environment. And so it's, it's, it works really well for them. So yeah, cafes are a very interesting other um, dynamic in this and we're, we're seeking them out as well because we need them as partners in this. Both for sort of participating cafes, ones that just use Circle as a, as a, to serve their coffees in, but also actual partners like the one we have in our current site where they'll look to take on some of the um the, the logistics with it and of course there's rewards for them doing that it's not something there's not something we're trying to lay on to cafes out there so the uh, building managers and the cafe owners who are listening to this how can they get in touch with you oh they can give us a call <laughs> <laughs> now we um i mean we've got a little website up we're 
we're on LinkedIn. We've just, we literally just starting to look at some of our other social media. We've been so focused on getting our first site set up that we've not got any, um, we're very unactive in the social space. So we might look like we're, we're, we're a little unprepared, but our, um, our customers have been quicker to write about us before we have. And so um, a good source of information is actually on Mervac's website. Mervac's our first customer and they, they've taken a lead in looking at these circular models for, for, cup, for disposable cups. Um, and they've got quite a cool case study up on their website um, and have also written a few things about us. So that's a good good place. But of course, yeah, if anyone wants to contact us, we've got a website, we're on LinkedIn. Um, you now know who I am. <laughs> And I'll leave all those uh, contact details in our show notes. So please feel free to uh, check those out. Okay. Look, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. Patrick, it's been a journey and a wonderful journey at that to understand how cups, uh, something that we most of us take for granted, um, how these can be improved to add that little bit of or pr- less pressure to the environment and gets our, you know, our planets back to where it to its best glory. On behalf of every consumer, everyone who does consume any kind of coffee, we thank you and your company. Um, you know, in in this an absolutely amazing endeavor, and we wish you the best for the for the new future. And we'll leave contact details so others can get in touch. But thank you so much for uh, talking to us today. Oh, it's very kindly, Sandy. It's been a fantastic conversation. 